and welcome back to the Awfully Irish podcast. Today hey. we've got a very special guest, so uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Here's a good one here, guys. Real life Peter Griffin here, and uh, you know, I, uh, I came to the land of my forefathers to uh, to have a few pints and to get the hell away from America, because uh, Jesus Christ, what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I'm not expecting that. I mean, I kind of expected it, but not this soon. Uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> God is off guard, shit. <laughs> well, um, it's great to have you on the podcast. Obviously, people can tell uh, you're you're pretty versed in the in the Peter Griffin right there. Yeah, it's you know, it's so, a way of life at this point. I've been doing it for <laughs> years now, so it's it's crazy. <laughs> So how how did you get started with that? Was it like like you did an impression and someone was like, "Holy shit, you kind of look like him too"? Or was it no, like it was, uh, funny enough? I've been doing voices since I was a kid. I mean, it started with like Yoda from Star Wars, and I realized that like one guy did all their voices in the Muppets, and then I also realized that um, like one guy was all the Looney Tunes, and I'm like, this is cool, you know, like, people can be cartoons, and when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up to become a cartoon, which, ironically, <laughs> but, um, I, um, I went to Comic-Con with my friends, and I had never cosplayed in my life, and we decided to go as Marvel superheroes, and I don't know if you know who Ghost Rider is, the guy with the flaming yeah. skull for a head, uh, there's a cowboy version of that, um, and like he's yeah. like the predecessor of the regular Ghost Rider, of course. and I um I got heat stroke at the con from wearing that costume. Oh God! <laughs> so <laughs> I was I got a kick out of like taking pictures with people and stuff. And mind you, this is 2012, so this is like the dawn of like the real popularity of co- you know like cosplay and uh, and conventions because conventions have been around forever but it was really just for the geeky people now it's like a whole fanfare it's like going to the Super Bowl like even if you're not into comics specifically you go because you can meet you know te- television celebrities or, or you know buy cool stuff and handcrafted stuff so this was back when like it was like like the borderline between what it is now and what it used to be and I got a kick out of taking pictures with people, and I decided to um, wear a more comfortable costume the next day. So I went through my closet. It's like, what kind of costume can I literally put together now to be ready for the next day? And uh, I found, like, a white button-down shirt and green pants, and I was like, shit, I could probably dress like Peter Griffin. I was like, (laughs) wait, I need glasses. Do I have them? And I realized that I had bought round glasses of what Harry Potter costume glasses because I used to dress like Santa Claus at my my, my job at the time yeah. uh, every year and I you know, used to wear the glasses to really sell it because it just like yeah. added to the costume and uh, I threw it together and I bumped into friends at the train station to ride into Manhattan because I live on the island off of, yeah. you know, out, away from the city and uh, I just started cracking jokes as Peter Griffin dressed like him on the train. And my friends were <laughs> cracking up and, you know, we were just having a good time. Because they knew I could do voices. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't until I was at the con that day and I got to Artist Alley. And it's like a whole section where uh, just artists, uh, comic book artists and creators are. But there are also ATMs over there. So I went over there to get money out. When the money pops out of the machine, I'm like, oh, my God, I won. And everybody with a gear shot just lost their minds. And that was the very first Peter Griffin joke. And after that, it was uh, it was the birth of this whole thing. People were following me around the show. And I'm like, geez, now I have to keep this up. So I, uh, I literally walked around the con as Peter for, like, five hours. And I was I was messing with cosplayers. How's it going there, Batman? How are things in Gotham? You know, that whole Gotham City thing, you know? You really got to start killing people, Batman, because more people are dying. <laughs> I'm really just, like, and the guy's just standing there, like, he doesn't know what to say. But it's so funny. Well, I mean, when Peter Griffin walks up to you and starts, like, joking about your costume, you, you can't say anything. Like, you're, you're just like... I broke a Silent Hill boss. I was like, oh, look, it's Pyramid Head. At least you're a cute triangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, that's and you can see the, the guy like laughing underneath this menacing costume, and it's like that's that been is... my like goal. I always love making people laugh. Yeah, it's my... pyramid head <laughs> is like fucking terrifying. So just seeing like someone walk up and crack a joke, pyramid head I, laughing I walked... is just. Who, who did I walk up to? Was it was it Freddy Krueger? I was like, hey, can you cut my hedges? Because yeah, you're really getting out of hand. I don't have any money, but Dan Lois can bake you some cookies. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, that was priceless. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh, we like. Obviously, people have seen you from like. There's so many videos of you walking around talking to cosplayers and stuff at cons and doing the bird is the word dance and stuff like that. I think I've sang that song more times than the Trashmen themselves. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. But, um, yeah. I know Thomas is a huge fan of Family Guy, and uh, meeting, you know, uh, the real life embodiment of pretty much. I woke up on the wrong side of Toontown. I don't know what to tell you. You know. (laughs) When you get there with smile, don your smile. But over here, it's frown. Damn it, frown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So have you have you ever met or like talked to uh, any of the actual cast, like Seth MacFarlane or? I did meet uh, a couple of people. I didn't meet Seth MacFarlane, but I did meet Seth Green, uh, who plays Chris. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He was at yeah. New York Comic Con, and I kind of became friends with the security guys, and they let me cut the whole line. He goes, damn. <laughs> I was like, how's you going there, Chris? I'm just here to support my son at Comic Con. He's just like, what? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> and funny enough, instead of business cards, we actually had butt scratchers uh, that we were giving oh, away wow. our business information. So I gave him a butt scratcher. But oh I also gave a butt scratcher to John Reese Davies, who was who was Gimli in the Lord of the Rings, and he was also a satellite <laughs> Indiana Jones. And I give this to him, and he just turns to his wife and he's like, I got a butt scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is incredible. That's oh, <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever done in a show. I didn't think Gimli could get better. <laughs> that, that I could just imagine just there's a butt scratcher. It's a butt <laughs> Like, I've been looking for one of these. You'll have to toss me. <laughs> I learned the fellowship. <laughs> I think one of the funniest memes I saw recently was a picture of, of the Death Star blowing up, and then it's his face in an X-Wing saying, It still only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, we, we were oh, talking God. to, what's his name? Jed Brophy. We've we talked to two guys in The Hobbit now, and one of them was also on The Lord of the Rings, and they're just the coolest people ever. And they're telling us all these stories, like Peter Jackson made someone bite one of the one of the guys on set as a prank. <laughs> yeah, they were telling well, us that Peter Jackson. Understand, they really like became like a rap. family, that whole, that whole cast. Yeah, yeah, they were just saying that Peter Jackson is just the biggest prankster. He just fucking just pulls shit on everyone on set. Like, and what's funny is I was a Lord of the Rings fan before there were movies. My uh, my dad read them back in the seventies, and then I decided to read them in middle school. And like a month after I finished reading the last one, they uh, they announced movies. I was like, what are the chances oh, that shit. books that have been sitting in my basement for thirty years are <laughs> a movie <laughs> right after I read them? Yeah, and now they're just like some of the biggest movies of all time. Like, oh yeah, it's just... and launched a lot of people's careers. It did, yeah. Mm. And just so many people. The whole sci-fi genre, ever since uh, I guess we'd say Star Wars would definitely be a you know contributing factor to the whole sci-fi kind of stuff. But it's Star it's, Wars it's, and Star Trek. It's taken well, off. Visual effects. Oh, they're their history to Star Wars because Star Wars was on the cutting edge with uh, mm, yeah. industrial light and magic and all that stuff back then and uh working at the london studios and, and all that they, they they were like pioneers and then even taking it further like with, with spielberg and and, and uh, uh, jurassic park that's when they really started implementing cg like heavily in movies and then yeah. from there that's where the whole thing blew up and now we have movies that like defy logic because yeah. the technology that's out there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Like, but I am still a fan of practical effects, though. Like, oh, if you watch The, you the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, besides being adorable, felt <laughs> real because it was there. You know, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. some kind of 
digitally entered thing. Because there's always something slightly off about something that was digitally yeah. rendered, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Jesus, you can yeah. get an Echo Dot that looks like Baby Yoda. Do you guys oh see that? Oh my god. I would Imagine. buy it. Yeah, so would I. I mean, so would I. Like, <laughs> I would how could you it. not buy- Look at that thing. <laughs> but, uh, I love them. I, I, I love feel them. like uh, anytime you talk about like practical effects, I think horror movies used to use them a lot, but like The Thing from mm. I think it was, what, what was it, 82? I think. That was like big practical effects like there was i don't think there was a any cgi in that like it was just oh in return of the uh uh not return of the Jedi. empire strikes back no and the thing oh the thing yeah yeah and i remember people being like super pissed off about the thing like uh, the 2011 one being like mostly cg well and that's it... why people hated the new star wars too i mean yeah. by the time they made episode three they were acting in 100% green screen. Yeah. They didn't even have sets. They were just in a room of green. And I think yeah. that's why a lot of the performance was lost, because it didn't feel like they were there. You know, it really... Yeah. You know, and, and the writing... It, you know, the problem with those movies, I think, is that George Lucas didn't have somebody to check him, like like a Lawrence Kasdan filming those, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, by that time, he was George Lucas. He made freaking Star Wars, you know. It's the most yeah, successful massive. franchise of all time, you know. Like, nobody's going to question George Lucas now. But George of Lucas course. needs somebody to question him because he got lucky with Star Wars, quite frankly. Mm. Because by the time Empire and, and Jedi came out, he had people behind him to help him drive that story forward. Yeah, mm. and now it's everywhere, like. No, it's as everywhere. much as people I mean, wouldn't like it to be everywhere, it's it's pretty much everywhere. And what's really funny to me is when I was a kid growing up, I loved Star Wars. You know, before, like, because I was born in 1988. Star Wars was dead by the time I was born. Nobody was thinking about it anymore. It fell hard off after 83. Um, and they didn't make the toys anymore or anything. Um, <clears throat> so I, I felt like Star Wars was just a thing me and my brother liked. And then I think 97 rolled around and the, the movie started getting re-released in the movie theaters and the toys were back in the stores. And all of a sudden, that's when you started seeing Star Wars in flux again. And then they announced the, the prequel trilogy and then everybody had Star Wars fever again. And, and really, it hasn't died down until recently, mm, which yeah. is a hell of a stretch. I mean, from 1999 until 2019, I, I think is a pretty good run. <laughs> as a yeah. longer run than it ever had in the beginning because it was from 77 to 83, you know? Yeah, and I mean, now like that we have The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian was incredible. Like, And that's what's like, going to save Star Wars. Yes, because I feel like Stuff a lot like of that. people were just like turned off after the new trilogy, I don't want it, and then like they were kind of skeptical about The Mandalorian and then they watched it and they were like, holy shit, this is like... They announced another movie, uh, show that they're going to make, The Bad Batch or something like that, I think they're calling it. They have five in the work. Five shows. Oh, they have the Obi-Wan show in, in, in the works as well, yeah. That's going to yeah. be cool. Yeah. That should be cool. I've seen, yeah, the thing that they did with that, instead of using green screen, they used LED screens, which is just this big, huge thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, Favreau was the one that... Yeah, that. Favreau, yeah. And it was like, it's like ultra-realistic. It's it's actually insane. Like, you'd think it was filmed on, like, location. Uh, in crazy. somewhere in like the desert or something, but yeah. it's actually all like, well, <laughs> crazy stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a boost after Rise of Skywalker. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah, I I wanted to like these new movies. Mm. I think I enjoyed the first one. The yeah, second I... one kind of left a funny taste in my mouth. It wasn't. Yeah horrendous but i think it could have went a lot better too you know yeah i think that there were entire sections of the movie that didn't need to be there like That's the whole true. gambling part yeah um they were ju- i i felt like with this new trilogy they they were trying to have a cantina scene in every movie and that's yeah. not what it's about, you know? Like, yeah, it was funny true. when they did it the first time. Okay, yeah, now we got the cantina, you know, Han's there. Okay. This is cool. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen Han in a cantina since 1977. Yeah. But after that, it's like, okay, how many, like, now they're just trying to push more aliens so they could sell action figures. That's, that's exactly really what it is. And literally, yeah, it's exactly what it is. Um, 
It it was like uh, I heard a lot of people say the Force Awakens was pretty much like this generation's A New Hope. Like it it, it was pretty much like the same movie in terms of like kind of plot points and stuff. It was just that they, they threw, played it through a different character. And then they, yeah, played, they played it, it radical, radical. And then they played it safe to try to fix the radicalness of the of the middle movie. Yeah. I think that's where the series suffered. I think they should have had one writer for the trilogy. Yeah. Because uh, wasn't it? It was J.J. Abrams, and then yeah, then Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, and then J.J. again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So J.J. But, basically um, had to fix the mess that Ryan created. You know. Yeah. Like with, I actually like when I saw the Force Awakens now. This is like a complete sin, but The Force Awakens was like the first Star Wars movie I properly watched, and then I went back and watched the other ones. And uh, I thought it was good luck, and then I went and seen The Last Jedi, and like the only part I like really enjoyed in that was uh, uh, Admiral Holdo's sacrifice. Like, oh, I yeah. That was, a, that was a good part. Like, yeah, it was uh, the ship. It, and, uh... Yeah. Like, but then they turned Carrie the Fisher into Space Mary Poppins, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous, man. But uh, I don't know people like, could fly like... through space as Jedi. God, <laughs> yeah, why exactly. wouldn't they just fly out into space before? Yeah, why, did, why did they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do they need X wings then if they can fly in space? <laughs> but uh, it was like I, I think it was just after all the bad stuff, you know, it was after all the gambling thing and just after all these. Just bad plot points, and, and, and you know, like shame that. on the internet for like torturing that girl Rose. That's oh right. yeah, that that's, was horrible. I don't, I don't subscribe to that shit, and that's no, why, I, like, God. you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I don't subscribe to the Star Wars community necessarily. Yeah, I've always like, been on my own with Star Wars. I love it. You can see it's on my my wall. Sort of. Darth Vader bug right over there. You know, like I have a whole <laughs> fact here. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you a little treat. So that's my little. <laughs> Oh wow! You, wow. Got, you little, have Boba uh, Fett. You got Jesus, man. Got That's a little sick. glowing Yoda, but then down there, I've got the original figures. That oh. Boba Fett helmet, I love that. Oh, yeah, that's God. a cookie jar. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you can take the uh, the lid off, and there's a uh... yeah, it's a uh, it's a little cookie jar. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I got I got my little collection over there. They like I have three shelves with pop vinyls, and like ninety percent of the top shelves. If I Star tried Wars. to put out my Star Wars collection, I'd need a mansion. I'm not even kidding. I have so many vehicles, and I have a complete collection of vintage figures. Like, oh damn! One of every. Yeah, crazy. that's insane. I, I collected yeah, those. You don't hear that. Like, you don't hear about those kind of collections every day. Like mine's kind of. Minuscule. It's, it's not I even had the Act Face, which was an Australian exclusive. I paid two fifty for him, and now he's worth over five hundred, and he's mint condition, which is insane. Two of the blue snaggletooths that were, uh, yeah, uh, exclusive to the. I think it was a Kmart set. It was a pre-order of the Cantina Play set. That's why it was different because they yeah. redesigned the toy from mass production. Um, but yeah, I was a big toy collector for a long time. Before I was Peter Griffin, I was I was, uh, I was a toy collector, and I worked at a credit union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just going back there, what you said about the fans, I think it's like that with everything, though. Is you have these yeah, complete diehard fans that, like, I'm thinking Rick and Morty fans, just oh terrible. Oh, God, no, please. You, you gotta have a thousand IQ to watch the show. If you don't like Rick and Morty, you're, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> then you have the yeah. Fortnite fan base, which is just. Uh. Oh, God, don't even mention that. Uh, just don't. Sh- I did a whole grinds my gears on Fortnite. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna don't watch that later. Actually, now, I will admit, like, when I was playing the game, I did enjoy it. It's an enjoyable game, but if you play it too much, it, it gets so toxic. And well, then it's toxic. It's repetitive. And the community, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to. Pl- I don't like playing a game where I'm like almost guaranteed to lose every time I play it. Yeah. You know, it's like I like to win sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> but um, it's like, yeah, with the whole fans thing, I feel like the fans get toxic, and then that's what happened with the Last Jedi. I feel like because like, right, everyone can agree like the Last Jedi is probably the worst. Star Wars movie there is. No, I think the last Ep- one. episode two might be. I think. <laughs> I don't know. No, I feel episode like episode two is I, pretty awful. I think I, I skipped know. that one when I. The, did the, the only there. reason that I like, uh, like episode two is like all the memes and shit that came over. <laughs> like whenever you see a meme in like a prequel movie, you're just like, ah, there it is. 
I hate sand. This guy yeah, became exactly. Darth Vader. Are you kidding? <laughs> so only, so are they telling us that the way to defeat Darth Vader is pocket sand? Is that what they're telling us? <laughs> yeah, just, just hit Darth Vader with pocket sand and he just loses his mind. Yeah, exactly. Just you just pick up a, a bit of sand and go. You just hear right in his face, right in his face. Like, out, oh. a panic attack. How's the respirator now? No wonder why Darth Vader never went to Tatooine to look for Luke. <laughs> Perfect place to hide him. It's a planet full of sand. Do you think that's why they said it, or do you think they just had him that's say it? I think George Lucas' sick sense of humor is that's why. <laughs> Oh god! But they should have just stuck to the originals. To be honest, could have left it there. We'll I fine. think that you know, they made there was a guy named Timothy Zahn who wrote a um, a trilogy of books, which uh, is often referred to as the Throne trilogy. Um, it's uh, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command. I consider those to be the next episodes of Star Wars because they start ten years after the Battle of Endor. So they're all still fairly young. Mm. Han and Leia are an item, um, but like not married yet. Um, and then you see it happen, and then they have Jason and Jaina Solo, and that's where they originate from. It was the origin of Mara Jade, and characters that you take for granted as part of the expanded universe were all created by this guy, Timothy Zahn. Mm. And he even went on to write two more books after that, the... Uh, uh, Spectre of the Past and Vision of the Future, and now they have him writing for the new canon. They made a new Throne book, and they had him write that. So uh, Throne is actually didn't, still canon. Didn't something cool. happen uh, where someone like kind of they wrote the entire plot of like one of the new movies, and then fucking like three years later they actually made that movie, and then the person was like, "I wrote that. Like that's bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, like, apparently, I don't know if it's, like, a coincidence or, like, he just got ripped off or, you know, he's just saying it. But... Well, there's so much out there of Star Wars fan writing that, yeah. like, you could possibly, any story you came up with would probably match somebody's somewhere. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought that the Clone Wars was, there was clones of the Jedi. I thought that the Emperor was some kind of dark, shadowy reflection of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's why he was able to... Um, influenced Darth Vader because you thought it was Obi-Wan or kind of like appealed to him in some way. Yeah. I, I thought that, you know, I, I always figured that Darth Vader became the way he was because of lava, you know, and that ended up becoming true. Yeah. Um, like, it, it's interesting. But, like, I think because I had so many high hopes for what the Clone Wars was and then what it actually was was kind of disappointing to me. Yeah. I think the I think it was the whole Jedi mysticism part of the Star Wars is what I loved the most about it. Yeah. And the prequel trilogy really focused on the politics and the military yeah. aspects of Star Wars. You know, like the space okay. combat was was okay, but like I hated the pod racing. They were trying to <laughs> they were trying to copy Ben. Was it Ben Hur? Ben Hur was was an old movie, like a classic movie with uh, Charlton yeah. Heston. And, uh, had like a chariot race, and every movie since has tried to like replicate. <clears throat> Feeling, and I don't think they really captured it with the Star Wars movie. No, I, I mean, like, all right, no, like, I don't mean to like uh, <laughs> shit on like actors or anything, but like, I feel like part of the reason why the uh, the Phantom Menace was kind of like a little bit unenjoyable was because the kid who played Anakin, Anakin seemed like a real dick. He just did. Like, he was just like, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm going to win this goddamn pod race. He's, he was just, I, 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 don't, I don't blame him because he I was in other great. movies and he was fine. Like, yeah. he was in Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger Wait, and it was like, was that yeah, he was he was the kid in Jingle All the no Way. No way. Yeah, Jake Lloyd. I didn't fucking know that. Holy shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think it was just the, the writing. Because, yeah, like, they were, they, try, they they were trying too hard with like, that. It was like, oh, yes, Star Wars is back. And it's yeah, like, exactly. you're trying to come up with shit like wizards, and, and it's not. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. And then in the in the newest trilogy, it was like, 
Force Awakens, people were like, all right, we want you to feel a new hope. And then Last the kid Jedi was too was much of like, a ham for a kid. You know, it was, yeah. I think that's what it was. They were making him too hammy. Mm. Mm. It's like, why is this little nine-year-old slave kid so so confident in everything he does? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Why, is he, why is he space Jesus? Why is he the immaculate <laughs> conception over here? What is this? And I think the greatest irony is that the woman that played Shmi Skywalker also played Mary in a movie. <laughs> She's literally had two immaculate conceptions in movies. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking... That's just not right. Jesus, Jesus. and Darth Vader, you know? <laughs> two sides of the same coin. <laughs> what if Jesus went wrong? <laughs> Like, yeah, like, Force Awakens was trying to capture A New Hope, and then last Jedi, they were like, yo, here's this character, you like this character, right? And it's like, you have Luke, and then obviously the thing happens with Luke, and people, people were kind of pissed off about that, but like, I didn't really mind, it was, it was alright. I think Luke turned into a dick. Better. He was a complete dick in that, and you could tell he was yeah. miserable shooting the whole scenes. Oh my god! A skeleton inside, because I think that Mark Hamill would have been able to tap into his old school like Luke. Yeah, and it could have felt like just an older, wiser version of like Luke. Yes, and I think that's why Instead he's of being like, Fuck the Jedi. he, he I was don't very be like verbal this. about how disappointed he was in those in the movie. Yeah, he was very verbal about it. I think the only reason they signed up for the movie in the first place was the direction that they were going with with um, J.J. Abrams, and when they hit them with the 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 curveball of Ryan Johnson's movie, who was just... Yeah. I think that he was answer. It's The problem with fan pandering is that people were complaining about The Force Awakens being too close to being Star Wars. Yeah. So I think that the reason why Ryan Johnson did what he did was to make it so un-Star Wars that people couldn't claim that. Yeah. But he deviated so far from Star Wars that it alienated the entire... Fan base. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is a shame because, yeah. you know, I, I can understand that they were trying to do a passing of the torch kind of thing where, you know, yeah. it's not about Luke Leigh and Han anymore. That, their story is over for the most part. Yeah. Um, it, this is supposed to be about uh, Finn and Ray and Poe and, and their new uh, friends. and But they left a lot of, like, loose ends and, and like,. They never fully explained Snoke. Like that was just, yeah. it was ridiculous. It was dumb. Yeah. I think, and I then, think, and I think then spoiler fun. alert for anybody who hasn't seen it: <laughs> fucking Ray Palpatine. <laughs> That's <What>? so dumb. <laughs> Number one, that insinuates the fact that the Emperor had sex with somebody. <laughs> had children. <laughs> And then those children were literally glazed over. We see them three seconds in a flashback. Don't know what their names are, anything about their backstory. Yeah. They gave us nothing. No, it was... I think they rushed the story. I think the third movie should have been the second movie, and there should have been a better conclusion. I think that that Ray and and Ben could have lived. Because guess what? In the end, how are you going to end Star Wars with The Emperor 1? Hmm. The Emperor really won. Why? Because he wiped out the Skywalker name and his name, his bloodline gets to flourish. Yeah, I love you. Who's <laughs> to say that Ray's kid doesn't take after his grandfather like Ben did, you know? And now he's the new yeah. one. Little baby going, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, little baby like, do it. One in the middle. Oh, the Sith will <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like, yeah, Rise of Skywalker was just so... Shit. Like, no, <laughs> shut up for a second. Uh, like like a Jedi, six-year-old it just, wrote it, because at yeah, the end, like, I'm all the Jedi, and I'm all the Sith. Uh, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, Last Jedi was just like, all right, we've deviated too much, let's bring JJ back in. JJ, what do you have planned? Okay. Callbacks. There you go. You know what would have been a better ending? Ahsoka just shows up and beheads everybody, and just fucks <laughs> off. <laughs> But like, if you think like, about fuck it, all of this. Jedi, Sith, everything's done now. Goodbye. Yeah, it was, it was just like, literally, like, you know, they'd have, uh, obviously, they have Lando come back. 
They have fucking. I did enjoy have, seeing Lando though, and he knocked yeah, it out of the park. You yeah, have to. So you have to. Did. Like you know, he he did exactly what he did before. And I did get to meet him. He was awesome. Wait, really? Oh, really? Yeah, awesome. Billy D. Billy D's the oh man. And I was God. dressed like Peter at the time. I was like, "How'd you get one, Aunt Lando?" He's like, "You do that voice very well." <laughs> <laughs> It was literally the greatest. <laughs> Amazing Billy D impression right there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was like they they brought back Lando. It's like okay, yeah, I love it. That that was good. You you had me there. And then uh, you know they bring back like the Emperor. That's yeah, okay. I actually met and the then, Emperor too. That was that was a great what? story. That was what? a great story. Go. Uh, I was at uh, Tampa Bay Comic Con about maybe four years ago, and. They, I was a guest of the show, one of the sponsors of the show, MOR, which is a local Florida television um, broadcasting company, um, has the rights of Family Guy. So they actually flew me out there to shoot some some bumpers for their, their network and uh, to be at their table for the con. And he was there, and I wanted to make it one of my missions. I was like, if Ian McDermott's going to be at the show, I want to meet him. I was like, if you can make yeah. that happen, then yeah, absolutely. So the last day, like right before I'm going to get on my plane, I jump on his line because he was never there when I kept trying to get his autograph. So he was finally there and it was like a ridiculous line. And they saw who I was and they were like, we know you have to like jump on a plane like you can like cut the line. I felt so fucking guilty, but everybody was my fan, so they didn't mind. But it was like, so I got to the front of the line and I couldn't help myself. The woman taking the, I think it was. Yeah, the, the lady was taking the money for the prince, and I was like, I'm afraid she will be quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts getting hysterical, and he looks up at me, and he's like, that was very good. <laughs> I said, I have to say, though, my absolute favorite is the cackle, and I'm like... <laughs> And he starts cackling back. And I was like, this is oh the greatest my God. thing in my life. <laughs> You're cackling with Emperor Palpatine. What is this on film? I got to cackle with the Emperor. That is... Jesus Christ. I was like, I could die tomorrow. It'll be fine. <laughs> Literally, though. Like, just fucking... I just, in fact, no. I, have his, uh, I have his autograph up, uh, up there. It's... Uh, that's it. Wow. And then that's Ray Park, and that's David Prowse, who was inside the uh, the Darth Vader suit for all three of the original movies. Oh my god. I got some cool shit in my room. Yeah, you do got some cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking in here and I'm like, my collection is tiny. I wish not. Like, with our Comic Cons, like, I was meant to go a few years ago and then, like, uh, something got in the way and. That was pretty bad. I think Michael Rooker was there that year. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, and then I think last year it was um, Palm Clementia for from the uh, the Marvel movies. I tell and, you, you know, uh, you know what, what show is like really heavy on celebrities. If you want to meet celebrities, and yeah. they're pretty like approachable, is yeah. Rhode Island Comic Con. Because like New York Comic Con, they'll put them all the way down these like long corridors that unless yeah. you're paying you're never going to meet them kind of thing and there's yeah. like hundreds of people waiting on the lines Rhode Island Comic Con I mean I, I waited maybe 20 minutes to meet Jason Momoa because I used to work with this girl that was like in love with him so I bought her an autograph um, <laughs> and this was before he was Aquaman so it was like oh shit so he's like just 40 bucks for his them. autograph or something <laughs> it was nothing um, I met um, Spongebob and Patrick at that show. Uh, Tom Kenny, man. Is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, We're that's always talking about that, how we should have I an impressionist on the when, podcast. No when boom. I do impressions for kids, that's usually what I go for, is the Patrick and Spongebob. Hey, Patrick, are you angry, too? Yeah. What's the matter? <laughs> Can't see my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I met John I Bernthal you had so many... show, too. He was, he was, like, he's the guy that plays The Punisher on Netflix. <clears throat> yeah. Nice guy, but he's, like, a very stoic person. Like He's just, like, he's, you know, business, how's it going, you know, real real nice, real humble. But, yeah. like, 
doesn't look like he laughs too much. So I mean, even when you're I watching, make, like the Punisher, I make it my he, he personal look like he to get people that don't laugh to laugh. Yeah. So I went up to him and I was like, "How's it going, there, Mister Berndal? You know, it's an honor to meet you." But uh, you know, Marvel actually approached me first to be the Punisher, but they felt that my 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 physique was too excellent for the role, so they had to, they had to pass me up. And he got hysterical. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't expecting him to start laughing. Like everything John Berndal is in, he just looks like he doesn't smile even. But I got I. That's like a crowning achievement. Is I got that man to laugh. Crowning do, you th- do you think you could get one of the royal guards in Buckingham Palace to laugh? I'll just go up to him and be like, when you poop in your dreams, you poop for real. And we'll see if... <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Poop Street. <laughs> Let's make fart sounds. <laughs> just walk up this night and make a fart sound. It's I'll just look at them in the face and be like, straight face contest. Straight <laughs> <laughs> face. Thomas, is, you're so silent, Thomas. I feel like you've just been laughing Am the I? entire time. Yes. Can you hear? Can you, oh, no. My, my, I don't think my mic no, wasn't working. Hear, no, can, no your, your mic's working. All I can hear every so often is just, like, silence and then... <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, okay, he's still breathing. Thank God. You're like Peter Griffin kills Irish man somehow. <laughs> the headline. Thomas, you there, buddy? I think we okay. killed him. Now, you, yeah, now you're super quiet. Oh, bruh. I got my, I got, all I can hear is like, my mic is moving properly. <laughs> Testing. <laughs> I actually did that uh, party like two weeks ago. We were all like, it was just like maybe five of us in a room. And there's like three of us laying on the ground and like two on the bed. And one of them on the bed was like getting so pissed off at me cracking jokes that she was like giving me like, the I'm, I'm about to fucking slit your throat ice. And I was like, okay, okay. I'll go to bed. I did like a 180 into the pillow and like face down and I was just like <laughs> and fucking everyone lost it. Like we'd all had a couple of drinks so we were just already impressionable enough and we were just That's like, funny. oh god. The Chewbacca noise always gets a good laugh. i would just be dead silent. I'd be in the middle of the store. <laughs> and everybody just loses it. That's perfect. Oh my god. Well, my face hurts. Well, no, I can't. I still can't hear you, Thomas. All I can hear is like. And can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Is... There it is. All right. Well, I'm going yeah. to have to scream into my microphone. So tell me, real life Peter Griffin, what's grinding your gears today, good sir? Being alive, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I'm American the Millennial. We all want to be dead, damn it. <laughs> Star Wars is grinding his gears right now. Right. Hold on, let's see. Says the I'm guy with the Star Wars curtains, you know? <laughs> Oh god. I literally I saw like we were in the middle of talking about Star Wars and I just saw you lift this Star Wars mug and I was like, oh shit. I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> it's uh, it's my it's my Darth Vader mug. Oh, oh wow! Nice. I like my coffee on the dark side, you know. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> respectable. How do you like your coffee? What? I'm liking a bit of Mace Windu, kind of like in between. No, I, I always found it ironic that he died out of falling out of the window. Yeah, and it's literally Windu out the window. That, like... I mean, come on now. That's oh, just... oh wow. Okay, I didn't well, even yeah. That. No, I didn't notice that either. <laughs> and it's like, Man. and then you find out that Jedi's can fucking fly. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, like, what the? F- well, they're starting what? to say that he survived, which really? makes more well, sense he, because I think how do you be like the number two said. Jedi after Yoda and you fucking die out of falling out of the window? <laughs> when Anakin Skywalker can land on cars with no problem, and you know, be burnt by fucking lava and uh, right? still survive. 
But yeah, it's, I think it's even been said in like some books that Jedi's can survive falls from great heights. So like, what happened? <laughs> like, did he just break his legs and no one came to help him? So he like died of starvation. That's it. <laughs> That's probably what happened. His last words were "mother." <laughs> I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put it past him. There's, also the, uh, there's it. also the thing where Ray like revives Kylo, where then you have the thing with like Obi Wan and Qui Gon. It was base window instead of Obi Wan that took care of Anakin. Oh, Force, motherfucker! Do you use it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, think basic on Tatooine. I'm tired of these motherfucking Tatooines on this motherfucking Death Star. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's too dangerous to be kept alive, motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, he's not on this motherfucking council. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Anakin twenty five seventeen. Oh my god. Oh my the god. The just be set on. <laughs> the path of the Oh Jesus Christ. Now, I want to ask you about your show. You, I know you do a show with like the real life uh, Lois. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, she's going to be coming over later today. Funny. Awesome. I'm uh, I'm I'm dog sitting for her. I have a little puppy here. He's uh Aww. He's a little Mini miniature Yorkie, He's very cute. His name is Joey. Hey, you want to see him? Hold on. Let me get yeah, Joey. I want to see Joey. Go get Joey. Joey. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Do 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 Hey, Joey. He's a good little boy. So, like, is he the equivalent of Brian Griffin? Yes. Yes, he's my other son. Can he talk? I don't don't think... I I actually gave him the sassy gay person voice because... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This is his voice, and he's really happy to be here because he wants to plug his Instagram, Joey Katana, because I pass names and shit. Oh, and my favorite thing is fucking my Batman stuffed toy. That's what I do all day. <laughs> Literally, like if I have this little, she has this little stuffed toy of Batman, and he humps it oh, incessantly. God. It's Poor it's Batman. actually quite funny, and he's been you know neutered and everything. So yeah. I don't, I don't know why like he still has that drive. But oh, my dog does that to his bed the whole time. Yeah, he literally he, like I've been cool. there. I've been there. He'll eat his bed. He'll drag his bed around, and he'll hump his bed as well. <laughs> Also, Thomas, do you mind if I share the Batman story from last night? Uh, sure. Go on. So, my friend Thomas here hasn't seen the the uh, Nolan trilogy, and um, okay. so we started watching it last night, and we were watching Batman Begins, and uh, you've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen all, right. all those. Like right after, you know, like um, when he's training with Ra's al Ghul, okay, and Al Alfred comes to pick him up. It was like. <laughs> Alfred's like coming down the walkway of the jet, and Thomas goes and like a Michael Caine is like, Master Bruce, how did you have fun at Ninja Camp? Did you have fun at Ninja Camp, Master yeah, Bruce? He's just like, he's just like, I, I hope you, like, I hope you learn lots of cool stuff at Ninja Camp. <laughs> and we're like, and then did you like throw some talking, Doctor Master Bruce. Yeah, and then we're talking about like. How he gets all of his uh, gadgets from Lucius Fox, but like he ordered his batarangs from China, and he's just like he has Alfred's on the phone. He's like in the Batman voice. He's just like, "Ooh, ooh, Alfred, Alfred, uh, can you can you make them bad shaped?" It's like, oh, it's like yeah, it's like yes, Master Bruce. Uh, can can you make them ninja stars uh, bad shaped? Ooh, ooh, Alfred, they have to be black. <laughs> like, they they have to be black, please. I only use blacks and sometimes very, very dark grays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thomas, I Thomas loves Batman's, that guy. Though. 
Yeah, he literally starts Batman singing song. the Batman song from the Lego fucking Batman movie in the oh, middle no. of like Batman Begins. I got to meet one of the Batmans. I got to meet Adam West. Oh, that answers your question oh. before too of of uh, people from family that I, guy that I got to meet. Um, oh, I got to meet um, him. Uh, they flew me out to uh, Los Angeles actually a month before he passed uh, oh, to advertise God. for a Family Guy mobile game called Another Freaking Mobile Game, and. Uh, and he was there, uh, me, him, and a guy named Ralph Garman, who's good friends with Kevin Smith, and I think he runs his own radio show. Um, the three of us advertised this uh, this game, and it was it was awesome. He was a really really nice guy, and uh, I met Ollie Williams, who's uh, oh yeah, he's, you know, it's raining sideways, but he's also <laughs> Samurai Jack. He's uh, he's a lot of guys. Phil Lamar, uh, he's a really really nice guy. Oh wait, oh yeah, Phil Lamar. He was um, Hermes in Futurama as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was him. And he was also Jumping one, what, what's what's his, he was he was in Pulp Fiction as well. He was. He was oh, I can't remember gotta have an opinion, man. <laughs> yeah, he just turns around and blows his brains in the back of the car. He's like, Oh shit. Like, what did you do? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so good. So I wanna know, how did you meet the real life Lois? And there's also like a real life Megum I'm uh, I'm aware of. Um, so the real life Lois, uh, and I met on Facebook, just commenting on some kind of mutual post and her little tagline on Facebook was, uh, living cartoon character and mine was real life cartoon. So I was like, Oh, you know, kindred spirit and stuff. And we started talking and she was like, Oh, I'd love to be your Lois. And she ended up putting together a Lois costume and did a photo shoot. Uh, and then that was like around the time of Comic-Con in 2017. Yeah. And then 2018, uh, February, I think I finally met her. She ended up happening to live in the same state and everything. And, uh, she ended up moving, uh, cause she was living far. Um, she was living in the city and then she ended up moving to the island where I live about 20 minutes away. So that's when we started collaborating and became good friends. And uh, we've been working together ever since. And uh, the real-life Meg, it's a funny story how she got involved. Uh, she, I actually met her. She was my friend first. She, uh, I met her at a, uh, a con, at an after-party. And she also lives in New York. And we ended up um, becoming good friends. And then she, uh, she came to a, an after... Well, it's not an after-party. It was a, a May the 4th party. But it was like, you know... Yeah. 21 up because it was, you know, alcohol and all that stuff with the bar. Of course, yeah. Close, private event. And um, Mandy and I, Mandy being the real-life Lois, uh, and I did a, a, a Star Wars Queen burlesque show. It was really funny. She dressed like <laughs> Freddie Mercury, and I dressed like Darth Vader. She sat <laughs> on my shoulders. It was really funny. We did it. We had a good time. But Anya came to that, and that's how she, she um, met Mandy. Because um, I invited her to that Star Wars thing. And then fast forward to August of that year, I threw my own con. It was called Another Freaking Con. I thought it was a funny name. <laughs> and um, I uh, I was going to have a dunk tank and put a Meg inside of the dunk tank. Because I thought that would just be perfect. And I couldn't get the permits to have a dunk tank. But, I, but Anya had already expressed interest in being Meg. So... Um, I was like, you know, you, you could still come to the show and be Meg and whatnot, and we'll just integrate you in the show somehow. So um, I ended up doing a live chicken fight, like WWE style. Yeah. And I fought a chicken <laughs> on stage. It was, it was my buddy who's a professional wrestler uh, dressed up like a chicken. And we fought <laughs> on stage, and even Lois got involved where she brings out baked cookies while I'm like, standing there fighting him and then i'm starting to eat the cookies and he slaps the tray out of her hands and the cookies fly on the floor and then she takes picks up the pan so it's beating him over the head with it and then i wrote it into the fight where eventually um anya who's my real life meg would come out and try to help me fight the chicken and we would just stop fighting and be like what the hell are you doing meg get the hell out of here and then and then lois pulls her back off stage and then we resume the fight and and we we, we went wild with that we even had a whole uh, lightsaber battle with Jedi and Sith involved, and the whole uh, had half the stage blue and half the stage red, and and uh, I put I threw him through a garbage can, and I also threw him through a table that had um, 
it was it wasn't really a table. It was more like a piece of plywood held up by two chairs, and I had uh, chicken wire stapled to it, and uh, I had spray painted on it "Cluck You." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and I put him through that, and and we, we wrapped it up, and it was it was a good show. We didn't have a huge turnout because we had a competition of much bigger shows in the area, but uh, we did have fun, and we got that footage on film, and and uh, that was that was legendary. But that's how she became the real life Meg. Awesome. That that sounds like so much fun. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but all I can think about it wasn't there a chicken fight in uh, Family Guy where like there was a plane crash as well. Yes. Oh yeah, they've yeah. they've crashed boats, planes, you yeah. name it. <laughs> they've ended up in fucking space. <laughs> and then That's he the fought. One. He fought Homer Simpson in a similar way as well. Oh mm. God. I never actually watched that. I remember that being like a big, huge thing. Yeah, they did a big crossover of The Simpsons and Family Guy. And um, basically, they were getting along throughout the episode yeah. until uh, The Simpsons uh, finally have Pawtucket Patriot Ales. Yeah. And Homer Simpson's like, this isn't good. This is terrible. He was like, in fact, not only is it terrible, it's duff. It's like it's stuff with a with a crappy relabel as like a joke that like Family Guy was just a crappy remake of The Simpsons kind of thing like a, like a jab to it, and uh, and they actually do this whole like like Homer Simpson sues Peter Griffin for stealing Duff, <laughs> and the and the the presiding um, judge is Fred Flintstone. What? <laughs> oh my god! And they had a, they had a huge crossover where all the Simpsons characters met the Family Guy characters in court, and they had like all the light characters and whatnot. And then um, Peter and, and Homer get into a huge chicken fight, and it's a whole thing. Jesus, it's I watched that episode now. Bonnie, my pebbles. <laughs> 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 See, there he is. That's it. Yeah, no, that was a great episode. I remember that episode really well. It was a really Could good one. Did you win a did that count as a, an episode of, uh, of Simpsons? It was a family it guy. It was a I think family it was a family guy. Family guy episode, because they had loads of swearing in it. And, like, Stewie was there. Oh, right, fair enough, Stewie, yeah. like, kidnapped Nelson and Pulp Fictioned him. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Like, Trey was, like, lighting him on fire, and just because they, like, bullied Bart... <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! That's Family Guy's oh, a great show. I, great. I I used to watch it heavily in high school, and that's really where it started for me. Uh, it was off the air already. Uh, the first two seasons were out, and that's all that there was at the time. And uh, my friend had the DVDs, and I used to borrow one disc at a time and watch them. And we used to laugh about the episodes. And then they they picked it back up, and that's when I started watching it on TV again. And they got canceled again, and they got brought back again. So it's the only cartoon that's been canceled twice and brought back. That's well, yeah. Yeah. only show I think actually. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a trip. I never imagined when I was watching it back then that I would ever become Peter Griffin. You know, yeah, we just <laughs> uh, you know make jokes around the table. And, uh, hey, hey, Lois, diarrhea. <laughs> you know, and it was. Uh, <laughs> That was it was like little quips like that, but um, and then you know uh, you, you throw out in his Stewie there, cool whip, you know, and uh... <laughs> I cannot. And then a little no, 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 no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that one I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would just do impressions for a little cheap laughs, and then I ended up turning into a career, which is insane. Awesome. Uh, like I, I do that as well, except I only have one voice and it's uh it's only half decent and it's an Australian accent. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> when you're feeling down under. <laughs> <laughs> and I went I went there for a bit and I like have people I know from there and whenever I do it they just get so pissed I off. I guarantee you that if I was there for a week I'd probably pick up the accent. I was there like I, I had it uh, I had it pretty much down before I went there and then it got a tiny bit better. I went there for like three months and then I was kind of picking up on just kind of like minute things that they add into like sentences and stuff like that. And now anytime I do it, if I'm on the phone to like uh, one of my friends or something, I'll just be like, uh, 
Oh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's fucking, like, it's hot, hey. I wonder <laughs> if I should mess with people and just dress like Homer Simpson instead one day. Like, organize a con on the... Because there have been solutions to all of life's problems. <laughs> <laughs> like, organize a con on April Fool's and everyone's expecting you to be Peter, but, like, no. Donuts, <laughs> is there anything they can't do? <laughs> <laughs> oh god well you've got like Jesus you've got so many more impressions like I've always I've like said to the boys at least 20 times that this isn't even my reason. final form <laughs> <laughs> can you do an Irish impression though oh, oh yeah I could do an Irish one there <laughs> that actually wasn't least, too bad you got a conversion of an Irishman anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. No, Jesus. Yeah, it's the, We've heard worse. Like, yeah, anytime anyone does... No, an my sm- inner Scotsman today oh, comes out when I... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, anytime I've heard anyone outside of Ireland do an Irish accent, it's always like, fucking cunt. And I'm like, that's not even Irish. <laughs> That's not even Irish. Come on, like, Yo, like bastard. No, we bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's best up is on St. Patrick's Day. Back when I was in college, um, I decided that I was going to pretend to be Scottish the entire night and say like, <laughs> this, it's like a Scotch Irish. You know, on, on visit from from Scotland. Uh, I had this whole, I had the whole story, you know, just formulated. And I was I was drinking the whole night, and all these idiots at the bar are just you know they believe in the story, and uh, I, I drank Guinness like it was water, and uh, it was a thing. <laughs> no, like it was like I do that as well. Like sometimes if we'll be out, like if we'll be out drinking, I'll just start doing the Australian accent and pretend. Well, I'll just cast. do fat bastard straight up because that's oh. that shit. Ah, something's magical. One of my layers broke. <laughs> I'm high in the food chain. Get in my belly. Are we done yet? My nuts are rubbing together. It's got to start a fire. <laughs> no, man, you can't. You can't fuck with Mike Myers. Mike Myers is is, is so good. Oh, the fact that he played like literally the two main characters, the protagonist and the antagonist, and then just like a few characters in between. That's as so well. different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. an evil layer. Don't look at me like I'm a freaking Frankenstein. Give your father a hug. <laughs> <laughs> the only person I know who does better impressions than yourself is Have you seen Norbit? Oh my god. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Jesus he Christ. plays himself, plays the wife. Oh my god. He plays his Chinese dad and he plays a yeah. dog. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Man, the Dunny Professor is still one of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. <laughs> What's the, yeah? Oh, no, the part with Chappelle where he just starts fucking oh, yeah. Chappelle. <laughs> Reggie? That was beautiful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Reggie has left the fucking thing. Thank you, and good night. Right. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, get Norbit off the goddamn screen. All right, fair enough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just such a good movie, you know? Blue just... again. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll admit, masterpiece. I'm messing with shit. Anyway, <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for getting on, sir. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Uh, if people want to find you, where can they... Uh, where can they reach you? Jeez, I'm all over the place. I'm like the coronavirus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on uh, Twitch at uh, the real life, well, real life Peter Griffin. Um, I'm the real life Peter Griffin on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and Cam- you can also find me on Cameo. Yes. Cameo has actually uh, been really kind to me. Uh, if you're looking for to book me for a shout out video for your birthdays or. Anything, really, you know. I mean, you can have me roast your friends. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, you can book me on there. And I'm going to be 
working on some some new grinds my gears videos. So I, I know I've been I've been terrible with with being consistent with that, but I'm working on it. And the Twitch thing is really going well. I've been streaming video games as of late, and my buddy Vin is actually building me a disgusting new uh, gaming PC. So uh, I'm gonna finally not crash when I play Sea of Thieves, which is great. You know? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I saw you were playing that. It was cool. Yeah, Sea of Thieves is a lot of fun. If you have the uh, if you have a gaming PC or you have an Xbox, they uh, it's an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, just the the one games. the one clip I always remember from like Sea of Thieves is like it was it's from ages ago, and it's just some guy cruising along. And then his teammate is just like, Captain! And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, look! And he just fucking looks behind him and the biggest fucking ship in the game is like chasing them. And he's just fucking <laughs> screaming. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. We have so much fucking shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, I feel that too. We got completely bombarded with shit. It was bad. We, um, we were just finishing off a fort or something like that and yeah. we come back we get attacked by a fucking enemy galleon which is the biggest <laughs> ship but we also were in a galleon so it's kind of like yeah. two tanks fighting each other yeah. and out of fucking nowhere uh the the fucking ghost ship rises out of the fucking water and now we're fighting a ghost galleon and a oh, player Jesus galleon Christ. And then to top it all off, oh, no. the fucking Kraken comes out of the water. What? <laughs> and we're just fighting for our lives and shit. The other gal the player galleon just got the fuck out of there because they don't want to get involved with two enemies at the same time, like you know, and then us. So they they got out of there. And then we're fighting the Kraken. The Kraken grabs our ship. I'm running down to try to repair the ship and, and bail all the water out. And and somehow we finally fire enough cannonballs that the fucking thing lets go. And the Kraken starts attacking the ghost ship. So we're like hightailing it out of there. And somehow we didn't sink. We got completely like handed. But God, that was uh, shit like that happens all the time. Yeah. It's, just, it's a great game. game. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff that you don't think is there. And the, the, the tall tales are quite entertaining. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's true, yeah. Mm. Right, man. Thank you so much oh, for getting yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. thanks You've for been great. On, You've been thanks awesome. Thanks for yeah. having me, guys. It's been so funny. Absolutely. Uh, well, so, thank, thanks for watching as well. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Tell me, tell your grandma about the podcast, obviously. And, uh, yeah, stick a hand Hey, grandma, it's Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, guys.